Welcome to the Give Back Economy, a podcast about social innovation and social enterprise. Now with your host, Peter Miller. And today we're going to talk to Rebecca Bakari of Mama's Creative Foods, and she's in Lagos, Nigeria. So welcome, Rebecca. Thank you so much, Mr. Peter. It's such a um, pleasure to be able to speak with you today, all the way from Lagos in um, Nigeria, West Africa. Okay. So let's talk about your academic background first. Where did you go to school? So I went to undergrad um, in Lexington, Virginia. I attended Washington and Lee University, where I had my BA in economics in 2019. Then in 2020, I earned a certificate in women's entrepreneurship from the Bank of America Institute at Cornell University. So not in Nigeria. No, not in Nigeria. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'd always had the intention from a young age to actually pursue a liberal arts education in the, in the U.S. And I eventually succeeded okay. in, in doing that. So let's talk about your work experience. Okay, so upon graduating, I worked at the Ashoka Global Office in Arlington, Virginia. So during my time there, I had the opportunity to lead and develop um, some women's and youth empowerment um, programs. I also had opportunity to work with you know, leaders who are um, um, doing amazing things in terms of impact and uh, uh, impact in the social and economic space and you know, get to inform them about the programs that the organization was leading and explore ways that they can come on board as employees or actually partner with the organization as an external stakeholder and there to realize the mission of you know, making everyone a chain maker. Rebecca, you better explain Ashoka. For many of our listeners, they won't know what that means. Okay, okay. So Ashoka is a global um, nonprofit organization um, that was founded by Bill Drayton, and their mission is to make everyone a change maker. Initially, they were focused on the um, you know, area of the social entrepreneurship, so supporting people who are coming up with you know, solutions to different social issues in their environment through that fellowship program. And then they expanded into you know, making everyone a change maker, especially young people, um, looking to support them with uh, community and even like the financial resources. Okay, so you went from Ashoka to start this one? Yes, so um, during my time at, uh, at Ashoka, like I said, I had that opportunity to, you know, um, just like you know, collaborate with thought leaders, people who are doing amazing things in their you know, different fields, and also to have the agency to shape um, different programs, especially as a fresh college graduate, which is uh, quite unusual um, for you know, someone who was you know, just you know, freshly out of you know, college. So being in that environment gave me an insight about the power that I have to actually make a difference. And this knowledge coupled with my own wellness journey gave me the confidence to start working on an idea for a social enterprise, specifically in the wellness you know, space. So the idea was that um, I was going to you know, create market access and create access to African botanicals that I'd come to know about 
and while also um, you know, driving visibility and um, financial independence for women in African agriculture. Now, like today, that social enterprise is Mama's Creation Foods, and what we're doing is essentially creating stable market access for women in African agriculture um, while sourcing this nutrient-dense, wellness-enhancing wellness botanicals from them, and also working with grassroots organizations to help these women build uh, resilient livelihoods. So you're selling foods in different countries. Yeah, so we're actually um, we're taking it a step further. So we're not actually just selling the raw ingredients. We're adding value to them in a way that makes it easier and convenient for people across the world to support their well-being and health with African botanicals. So currently we have two products, uh, which are, uh, we call them uh, superfood drink blends. They are both in powder form and they have you no know, versatile uses. They can be used in you know, water, they can be used in milk. They can also be used you know, topically, depending on what you know, one is looking to you know, gain from, what benefits one is looking to gain from those, those products. But you're not selling in Canada. Yes, we're currently not selling in Canada, uh, uh, but we are registered in, in Canada and we are already putting um, the plans in place to actually launch in Canada. Um, we are currently selling in the U.S. just due to the different regulations when it comes to, you know, selling products in Canada compared to the U.S. So for Canada, we do need to meet some requirements um, set forth by Health Canada, and we're in the process of, you know, working um, working out those, those requirements. Hopefully, by the end of this year, uh, we should be able to like, launch in, in the Canadian market. So besides U.S., and Africa, where else are you selling? Um, so just uh, currently in South Africa, um, to, a, to a little extent in Nigeria. Um, we are also in the process of finalizing a partnership with a retailer in France and the UK. So um, that's where we're you know, currently focused. Our plan is you know, within the next three years to have an expansive network of retail and also distributors within Africa itself uh, in North America, specifically Canada and the U.S. and in Western Europe. So, Rebecca, talk about the importance of your team, partnerships, and funding, because they all kind of come together. Exactly. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm very big on partnerships because I do believe that there are a lot of resources out there, a lot of knowledge out there that um, whose impacts, I would say, can be accelerated when... Um, the people come together to collaborate. Um, so when it comes to our supply network, um, which includes women producers, farmers, and grassroots organizations, partnership is really the bedrock of what we're doing in that aspect. So we partner with individual women producers, farmers, and also grassroots organizations that not only um, you know, make it easier for women in African agriculture to access markets, but are also providing other services, you know, be it um, providing training for these women to transition to sustainable agriculture, or even helping them with you know, financial literacy programs. So the key thing that we look for when it comes to partnership is transparency and the application of those you know, agencies and uh, organizations when it comes to how they're providing those services. So we're really specific on empowering women that are involved in African agriculture 
and we need to be able to ascertain the extent of our impact with those women you know, through our partnerships. So we only partner with organizations that are able to embrace those you know, key values. What about funding? How do you run this organization? So we are a for-profit social enterprise. Um, so I basically kick-started uh, Mama's Creation Foods with my personal capital and also the fund that I was able to raise from family. So uh, my initial plan was to actually like, you know, raise some funds uh, in form of like grants and also investments, but that actually proved really difficult. And uh, one of my you know, particular funding plan fell through, uh, but my family uh, was able to step in, especially my sister. She was able to step in and you know, um, you know, inject some capital into, into the business. So we're basically self-funded um, at the moment, especially our South African operation. But when it comes to our Canadian operation, we've been able to raise some you know, funds from an angel investor group that is just going to help us you know, launch in, in the Canadian markets. So talk about the team. You can't do all this by yourself. <laughs> Definitely. I, uh, I've been very fortunate just in terms of you know, being able to have people who are equally passionate about the, the mission of Mama's Christian Foods which is focused on women's empowerment and also sharing the wonders of African botanicals. And all of those people have you know, different skills that actually complement mine. So um, in the course of starting our, uh, our South African operation and our Canadian operation, I've been able to um, you know, get three team members. We're actually um, two women and two men. Um, so but when it comes to our South African operation, we are essentially two women, you know, getting everything off, off the ground. Well, women are much stronger than men, so I can understand why. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say that. I guess like we're stronger in certain aspects, but men too are you know, equally strong in, in other aspects. Okay. Do you have a warehouse, or how do you run this operation? That is also an interesting question. So um, in South Africa, we basically outsource most of our you know, production from the process and we do have a warehouse where we store the fi uh, the final package products. Then we ship this um, some of the products in bulk to a fulfillment center that we have on the east coast of you know, the U.S., which allows um, us to have some like you know, cost efficiency and also time efficiency when it comes to shipping. So we are essentially like you know leveraging those you know services of third party logistics company and. Um, distributors like you know, in order to ensure that we're able to deliver our products to customers wherever they are, be it in Africa or in North America. So Rebecca, there's a term there, I know what it is, you know what it is. For our listeners, maybe you can explain what a fulfillment center is. Oh yeah, so a fulfillment center is essentially um, uh, I guess just a place, a warehouse where products are you know, shipped to, and then when a customer orders you know, such products, people in those fulfillment center then um, fulfills those orders, like they, 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 they package the product and then send it over to the customer. So we do not have, we do not own the fulfillment center. We're using the services of a third party logistics company who owns fulfillment centers across the US and also in other international locations. So we don't have to worry about you know, packing the products ourselves and you know, um, dealing with um, 
freight companies because most most of the time there's fulfillment centers um party logistics companies have favorable rates from you know um shipping companies so you talked about your family supporting you when you first came up with the idea did they think you were a little crazy or did they uh, <laughs> think it was a good um, idea not really. Like they were just, it, uh, they assumed a, a, a position of trying to understand what I wanted to do. Uh, my mom had uh, always known that I'm you know, interested in uplifting other women, especially those who are in Africa. But she didn't really know how I was going to go about aligning that passion with my career. I also didn't even know how I was going to like you know, go about aligning it until my it was until 2019. Um, that I just, you know, had this idea to actually, you know, create a social enterprise that would allow me to, you know, leave my passion on a day-to-day -day basis and actually, you know, use it to also generate some financial independence for myself while I'm doing that for other women in Africa. So they, at the onset, they just assumed a, a stance of, you know, translation and trying to understand what I was trying to do. They were pretty much involved when it comes to, like, you know, me, choosing a name for the company in terms of the logo design that I would actually you know, design logos and I would send it to them to get that input. So they were very much involved in the developmental phase of Mama's Creation Foods. And then when I needed funds, they were also able to step in to help me realize that. that so where, where does the name of the organization come from? So uh, Mama's Creation Foods, um, like I said, we're all about celebrating the creation of women in African agriculture, and especially the um, the resources, highlighting the resources that Mother Earth provides in abundance for us to nourish ourselves and also maintain health and well-being. So long as we're able to, like, you know, harness these resources in a way that is sustainable, I think we have all the things that we, we could ever need in terms of like you no know, nourishment and health around us. So the idea was to like you know when anyone is you know comes across Mama's creation for its product to actually have an idea that we're focused on women. We're also focused on natural creations um you no know, from, from motherhood. So did you come up with the name or did a family member come up with the name? Yeah. So the initial name that I had was Yabi. And Iyabi, like in Yoruba, means something that uh, mother, like no, like, no, created or has created. But there were, you know, some opinions about how that might not easily you know, pass across the message that I wanted to pass across. Um, and then I, you know, spoke with my mom. Then I, I also spoke with someone that I was actually, you know, um, in a relationship with at that time. And then I was just, you know, coming. No, I basically would come up with names and then I would ask about, ask for that opinion. And then like, it just, you know, clicked at Mama's Creation Foods. Very so it was basically my idea, but I got confirmation from people to get their, idea, you know, their, their opinion on what would they think when they hear about you know, Mama's Creation Foods. Like what, what, what are the first thoughts that would occur to them? So... Some of the women who create these foods, do you share the uh, the profits or the sales revenue with them? Uh, the way we are structured is we um, 
partner with the women individually and with grassroots organizations. And each year we set a price at which we're going to source the ingredient from them. And it's usually at a premium. Um, I can't say the exact, but it's more than like you know, two times like the market price because I do believe that these women deserve enough resources to drive their own upward socioeconomic mobility. And there's a space in the like you know, in our profit um, profit margin and in our pricing structure to accommodate that. So we source the ingredients, we actually buy the ingredients from the women, we pay them at that you know, set price, and then like we, we take over um, the, the other other process. So we pay them upfront for whatever ingredients that we're sourcing from them. Have you considered a subscription model? Definitely. So um, currently, we are only like we've only implemented our direct to customers and the sales, um, and like it's mainly just once off. But one of the other models that we intend to implement is a subscription model, and that is even specific to our like our plan to actually give visibility to our women suppliers. So in addition to you know, customers receiving the physical superfood drink blend or any superfood products that we have out there each month, you know, they would also receive a digital story of our women suppliers you know, sharing their perspective on different issues, you know, be it what it means for them to be uh, you know, a woman in African agriculture, how they're using the ingredients that we're sourcing from them, and just the history surrounding some of the botanical ingredients that we're you know, getting from these women. And the idea is to actually you know, put that story out there, the, the, the African narrative from the African woman perspective, so that you know, our customers can get to know the women that are cultivating our ingredients, also get to know about you know, Africa from this woman's perspective, as opposed to you know, the narrative that is widely available out there about Africa you know, being a, con a continent, or sometimes even called a country, um, that is just known for abject poverty and destitution. So right now you're in Nigeria and South Africa. What about the other countries in Africa? Are you looking to uh, expand in different countries? Yes, we're actually looking to expand um, in different African countries. So in the past eight months, some of the things that I've actually noticed is the level of, you know, knowledge about you know, superfoods in Africa, it is not as developed, I would say, as it is in Western countries like you know, the US, Canada, Australia, or even like in Asian countries like you know, India. Um, so the idea is to actually craft, develop a different product line for the African markets, and then develop you no know, separate ones for the Western markets. And in a way that would allow for um, us to like you know, penetrate the African markets and actually help people in like in different African countries take advantage of the nutrient dense you know, crops and botanicals that are actually just in their background but they're not you know, taking advantage of. Okay. So once we've been able to establish that product line, we, we will be looking at you know, expanding beyond you know, the South African market to also the East African uh, markets. Hey, Rebecca, I want to jump back a bit. You're a for-profit social enterprise. Can you explain to our listeners what that means? So what that means is that we are a company that is you know, found, uh, that was you know, established to solve 
um, a social issue. Uh, and the one that we are solving is the market access problem that women in African agriculture face that um, often keeps them in this circle of you know, abject poverty, even though they're doing a lot of work that one would normally think would help them you know, gain a lot of financial resources. And in that way, we are actually generating revenue. So we are not dependent on aid from any organization, but we are you know, generating revenue from sales of the products and services that we put out there. So with that revenue, we're able to invest further into uh, realizing our social mission while ensuring long-term business sustainability. So do you have an operations manual and a business plan? So I actually did work on a business plan um, for, I think it took me about two months to put things you know, together. And it's always evolving because what I, like when it came to the operational uh, strategy that I initially thought we were going to use, um, you know, I was able to like, you know, test that and see that it was not really going to work. So I made some tweaks. So it's essentially a living, a living document. And I have actually made some edits you know, earlier this week as well. So we do have a business plan, um, and in it, we have our different operational strategies put in place. Because one of the things we're working on is developing a social franchise approach. Mm -hmm. And the idea is with an operations manual and some coaching, it could be also a revenue stream that creates additional community innovation hubs in different cities. So, yes. because uh, that, that's, that's, that's a brilliant plan because um, it's not like I'm averse to like concepts of aid in grants, but I do think that uh, when they're available in forms that are not you know, sustainable, I would say they kind of breed dependence that is not healthy. And there is just a lot of like resources in the private sector. I would say like consumers are really like now, right now, majority of consumers are willing to put their money, you know, where, like, you know, in terms of like where, where the values are. So they are driving um, consumptions that align with you know, their sustainability values. So there's a, there are lots of, lot of ways to actually unnest that consumer awareness and readiness to support you know, brands or companies that are doing work that makes the world a better place. So yes, I, I, I do think that you know, creating that social franchise um, and executing that would allow for more, more impact. So the pandemic, did it affect you in a positive way or a negative way? So I actually think it did in a positive way because so I started working on the other for Mama's Creation for in 2019, coming together in terms of the business plan. And then most of the things that I did in terms of setting up our supply network, I actually did it digitally. So I was reaching out to people, I was attending digital conferences um, to form, you know, get the connection that I needed to like the form, form the partnerships. So like I would say it really didn't have like so much, uh, a lot of negative effects. It actually did have positive effects because on the consumer side as well, 
during the pandemic, people realized the importance of health and well-being and actually ensuring that they are maintaining health rather than treating diseases and illnesses. So that amplified awareness also you know, gave us you know, reason to actually launch during that period instead of like, you know, waiting for when, um, you know, I would say like I'm completely ready. Because when I started, I wasn't completely ready. I just decided to just you know, start and see how it was going to go. And then um, we're here today. So the pandemic actually did, aside from like you know, the consumer side um, confirmation and also how it was, I was able to form partnerships digitally, I, it also helped you know, put some things into perspective for me because um, then I was considering going to you know, business school. But then being in the U.S. and knowing how, you know, just having this increased awareness about the different social and economic injustices that are going on, not just within Africa, but in the diaspora, you know, just gave me the idea to just like, you know, go and not waver and not, you know, think about going to business school. I was, my, my, my position was that whatever it is I'm going to learn from business school, I'm going to learn while running my business. And I'd rather use the money that I was going to use, like to fund my business school education, just rather use that into starting my aspiration things. And I actually didn't have any regrets about that um, so far anyway. Okay, so having said all this, do you have a board of directors or a board of advisors that help you? So we do have, um, uh, I do have, uh, the Mama's Christian Fruits, uh, we have, uh, it has like a number of uh, advisors, but we do not have a formal board of advisor yet. And that's actually one of the um, things I'm looking to put in place this year, just to like have it you know, formalized. So currently, we do not have a formal board of advisors, but there are a number of people that I you know, go to in terms of you know, getting advice on some steps that I you know, want to take and just see how, how they can support. Well, Rebecca, uh -huh. you're going to be uh, the queen of Africa <laughs> in the food chain. Thank and, you uh, so much. And I want to thank you. Oh, last, your website need to know where to reach out to you. Yeah, so we are available at um, www.mamascreationfoods.com. That is www.mamascreationfoods.com. So you can actually learn about our products, purchase that, and also learn more about our mission on that website. Perfect. Well, thank you very much for your time today. Is it morning or afternoon there? It's afternoon there, isn't it? It's actually afternoon. It's 2.56 right now. Okay. Well, thank yes. you for your time, Rebecca. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me, Mr. Peter.